Michelle. Just a couple of critics. Opinions. From people who aren't even in the business. Movies. Music. TV. And more? Would you flush it down the toilet? Or buy it from a store? Couple of critics. 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 Welcome to the Couple of Critics Podcast Halloween Special Special! Episode 1. Episode 1. We are doing a special Halloween specials week for you. And what we are doing is reviewing Halloween specials. And every week, every week, every day this week, we are going to be reviewing a special for you. We've got a schedule. We do. Every day, there's going to be a shorter podcast. Except for Wednesday. Except for the regular podcast. You will get the normal episode, which will feature... And which will be a longer than usual episode, probably. Which will fe- yes, because... We'll have a guest. As you'll know, if you listen to the end of uh, the last episode with Zach, Kent is bringing us uh, Dr. Sleep, so that's going to be a regular episode. And Kent's our Halloween guy, yeah, so... so. we got to give it to him. But we decided we're doing a full week of shorter episodes. We're doing a week of Halloween specials. We're really testing our work ethic here. <laughs> yeah, we can... We'll see what happens. I think it'll be something to get us in gear. Yeah, plus we both love Halloween. Yeah, we do. And I like, uh, like specials. Right? And... You especially, we both love Paul Lind. We do. So how can this get any better? So we are starting this off today with the <laughs> the Paul Lind Halloween special. Yeah! This came out uh, October 29th, 1976. 76. I did not know that as we were watching. This is co-written by the one and only Bruce Valanche. Are you... Bruce Valanche is that old? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> I had no idea. So that's what Bruce Valanche did. He was like a he quirky like writer. A, uh-huh. I had no idea. I thought he was just a weird looking guy that everybody referenced. So it's interesting that they worked together. Huh. Paul Lind was known as being the center square of Hollywood Squares. And then Bruce Valanche was on the later version of Hollywood Squares. Did he take center square? I can't remember who it originally or was. That was. I think they may have started it with someone because I, I didn't. I think it was Whoopi, even though it deserved... I, I think that it should have been Gilbert Gottfried. Absolutely. He was my favorite. Center Square! <laughs> All right, so we have a huge cast of people with this. Uh, people that you may not be as familiar with, unless you're older than us. But we'll see how this goes. I was familiar with uh, all of them. Yeah, for the most part. Um, Paul Lind who was famously a decade before this. He played the uncle on Bewitched. So there's that spooky factor. Fuck, I forgot he was the uncle. Uh-huh. I watched the shit out of Bewitched. Did you watch Bewitched? No, it didn't ever appeal to oh, me. Man. I watched Bewitched and I Dream of Genie. Isn't it interesting, though, how they got a different actor to play the husband who looked so much like the first actor who played the husband? They don't look that much alike. 
My memory says they look similar. No, I kind of. No. Isn't it? Isn't it? One of them's named. I don't know Dick this. York and the other one's Dick Sargent. So they were both dicks. That makes sense. I, I think, think that was. I think that in there. But now I'm sitting here I thinking, as a 35 like year old man, was I watching Bewitched and uh, I Dream of Genie because it was like an older woman an intro to like. It's oh. supposed to be sexy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying she was it, but I didn't watch it, so I don't really know. Now I'm sitting here thinking, do I go with Jeannie or do I go with Samantha from Bewitched? I have no idea who you would go with. I'd definitely go with Samantha from Bewitched, (laughs) for sure. Jeannie would be annoying. Sure, I got to deal with random warlocks showing up, but at least one of them is Paul Lind. (laughs) That's true. Samantha from Bewitched did that cute little nose wiggle. Yeah. Yeah, how did she do that? I can't do it. No idea. All right. So we are going to start this. Off thinking about some That's <laughs> <laughs> So we have Florence Henderson. She drops in. We have Margaret Hamilton, who I guess was a huge draw because she, everyone was going to see the Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz reprise her role. Okay. Speaking of her, did you know that was her when she showed up at first? Did you know she was? Coming? I thought she looked like her. No, I didn't. I didn't really know anything about this special. I didn't either. When she showed up, I was like, "Cause you said something about it being her," and I was like, "Is it?" So I started doing only, research. Only when they witchified her later, I was like, "Oh fuck, that is her." Oh yeah, the, it the did not time, look like her. The whole time before. I was just thinking, like, I love whoever this lady is. She's an amazing <laughs> actress. She is wiping the floor with Paul Lynn. Of course, Paul Lynn's there for the hammingness of it, but but then as soon as she put that witch on her, I was like, "Oh." That's why. I know so, like going. everyone, every character was a an actor already, because her sister was an actress named Billy Hayes, who starred in, who's still alive, but uh, it says that for her comic portrayals of Witchy Poo and Lil Abner's Mammy Yoakum, none of that sounds good. Billy Hayes. It sounds I E Hayes. There's a picture of her with weird makeup on. She was in HR Puffin stuff as Witchy Poo, I guess. Uh, she was a cackling witch in Shrek 3D. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, everyone was someone. Betty White shows up in this. Yeah. Tim Conway is two different characters in this. Uh, I don't know who Roz Kelly is. Is Roz Kelly the pinky? Yeah, Roz. Yeah, Pinky Tuscadero. I knew her from Happy Days. I didn't know she was like something else and would potentially sing. Yeah. Uh, we have Billy Barty, who is a little person. And I'm going to go ahead and say from the get-go that little people are used uh, for their comic effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in this. They said to themselves, get a little person in here so we can make fun of him. We yeah. got a lot of short jokes. We got to crank these out, folks. Yeah, and uh, we have we have some surprise guests as well. So I'm going to actually go ahead and get this started because I am going to play quite a bit of this because I think it's very interesting. Let's start the Paul Lind Halloween special. This is the intro. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Deck the halls with hands up. Yeah, it doesn't look like the same witch lady at all. Yeah, what was her name? Who plays a Jack Margaret something? I don't have it up. Oh my god, I love his voice. Mr. Lind, I've been your housekeeper for 15 years. During this part, I was like, this lady's amazing. I tell you something. Of course, Margaret. I didn't know that. It's not Christmas. 
Why don't you go dust? <laughs> I knew him as Templeton the Rat. So I knew him. I knew his voice from that before I actually knew him. You know, Templeton the Rat. He sings, right? Oh, yeah. When he even sings later in this, I was like, what? He, he can sing? Oh, yeah. And then, I thought, and then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, doesn't that rat fucking sing? A fair is a veritable smorgasbord, orgasbord, orgasbord, <laughs> after the gates have closed. He's perfect. <laughs> Obviously, his voice is not like beautiful. They're using him as one of those hammy, like, oh, yeah. Oh, character voice. He's snarky. That's his whole Easter. character. Oh, don't tell me. It's, it's not, not Easter. Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Go prune a tree. <laughs> that genuinely has made me laugh both times. I love his snarkiness. Has, has humankind loved gay, sassy humor forever? So I guess that's something else I saw. Like, he was popular because he was so flamboyant when it was so taboo to be out. It's great. And he played into it, for sure. Good. He said all those, like, sassy little, like... You can smile, And he makes jokes about men and... I'll give you a hint. It's full of witches and spooks and strange creatures of the night. Oh, sounds like Hollywood Squares. Oh, topical. every year. You know perfectly well what holiday it is. Okay, okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. Whoopie. And it's the Pauline oh, Halloween special. So, have you ever, you had never seen this, right? No, I didn't know anything about it. I had never seen it either. Are you just letting this play? Well, just through the, like, Billy Hayes. I'm just letting the intro music play in the background. Uh, first of all, I love the aesthetic of it. It's that 70s oh, it's so washed 70s. out look it's where six? things are saturated, oh, you know? Oh, they yeah. They, like, bleed out into the next... Oh, I, I want to say pixel, but it wasn't pixel then. But, you know, it like, has that fuzzy look to it. Mm-hmm. I love that look. It's like what old horror movies have. Old, uh, or, like, Dirty Harry's got that. that old, just... Are you talking about that... It's that sheen, that weird Wait, sheen. Dirty Harry, is that a is that a western? It's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Are you are you feeling lucky, punk? You're just talking about how westerns had that like. It's not a western. This was a crime. It's in the New York in the. Oh, 70s. that's right. I saw something you about that recently. Feeling lucky, punk? Because like, he would say that like throughout the movie. I guess. I, I guess. Know what you're thinking is you have four or five. I've never seen it. Is it a good movie? Uh, I saw it. When I was in my late teens, I remember I loved it. Now, I don't remember. I think it's one of those movies where you got to put like all personal <laughs> beliefs aside and just be like, yes, this is going to be slightly racist. Yes, oh, this yeah. is going to be a, a kitsch film. Like, Just accept that, and then you'll be like, oh, well, for this brand of film, this is fucking amazing. I think that's how I remember it being. But I also might be adding that because Clint Eastwood just comes now with that like little extra baggage of Kind of being a. I mean, he writes scripts where he gets to yell zipper heads at people. So he also did that whole thing where he spoke at the Republican convention years ago when to he, a chair. When he talked to a chair. <laughs> Wasn't that like a, a, a old bit though that had been done throughout years? I, I don't remember anything about it. I just think that because people don't know yeah. what he would could have been referencing, they just think of him as like the old man who did the crazy thing. I think that's what it turned into. <laughs> but he was actually like referencing something that smart, like not smart people, but people that understood like a. 
a history of bits and comedic routines. I think that's what it was. Speaking of that kind of stuff, I found out, you might have noticed, did you know Joe Biden grew up with like a stutter? Yes. And that's why he's so like weird when he speaks because he's still like uh-huh. working and on it. people act like he's retarded because <laughs> then, of it. Yes, yes. And then they turn it into, I had no idea because I thought he was just a doddering old man at times. But yeah. it turns out he's literally just like, I mean, I can't speak very well. It's very obvious that he has uh, had some cognitive deterioration, I would say. He is not as sharp as he used to be. But then but add that on top of a stutter problem already. He, but he, he, he still, I mean, he looks like a clueless old man a lot of the times. Like I'll he, take clueless old man over malicious old man. I will too. <laughs> because at least I'd rather have Grandpa smiling on the recliner than Grandpa actively waving a gun at someone's black boyfriend. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't like, I'm not all super like <coughs> Kamala Harris or anything, but. Some of our ideals do line up more. She is more progressive, and I think having someone like her with Joe Biden would be uh, <coughs> helpful to him. Let's stop talking about that. Let's get back to this Paul Lynn Let's Halloween special, because this is going to be a regular length episode if we just talk the way that we do. So apparently, because I always forget that he was in Bye Bye Birdie, Paul Lind was. Okay. And I, I just learned this. I've never seen it, but I'm I, I'm aware of it. Okay. He's done some things in his career that are of note. And uh, the song that we're about to hear about kids is a reworking of a song that he sang in the movie called Kids. See about oh. the holidays. Oops. I love all the gifts and toys. I love all the looks of wonderment from little girls and boys. I love Easter eggs and Valentines, the fireworks and Halloween. I love New Year's Eve and Jingle Bells. There's no doubt about it's nothing without those kids. Hey! I think it's hard to sing to floaty corn, not synth, like symphony kind of stuff. Like you just did at the beginning. Uh-huh. I think it's hard to sing to that. And understand the Have you timing. had to do that before? No, but just watching them do it, I like. I get nervous thinking about it. Now when this kicks in, it's like. Duh, 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 duh. This is easy. But. It's very colorful. Oh, yeah. The uh, arrangement. Is he doing this in front of people, do you think? Do you think there's any sort of live audience? Yeah, I do. So he co-wrote this with Bruce Valanche? No. Bruce Valanche and someone else co-wrote this, but I don't know the other guy. And I don't care. Actually, the other guy co-wrote, like, Spaceballs and some other stuff, I guess. Cats! These, okay, so like these like devil oh, kids yeah. come out, and some of them just have normal faces, but like one looks really ghoulish, and some of them have masks on. And there's one that's a half clown, half devil, and it's the most mortifying thing that's been on planet Earth since I've been alive, and obviously since 1976. Is it the one in the front? Yeah, the one in the front. It's horrifying. They don't do variety shows like this anymore, really, do they? I don't think so, no. Not like this. Not where it's so all over the place. Do you think people would even want that anymore? It's cheesy. Even from someone that's like 
older. Like, like imagine the Dwayne Johnson Thanksgiving special. You think people would watch that? Yeah, they would. They hands down would. I guess we did watch the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day specials. So. Many times. It's also because it's a comedy. Yeah, that's true. And we like who's behind it. Like a true variety show. I love your references, Alice Cooper, right there. Too much Alice Cooper. There's not enough Alice Cooper in this world. The kids put him in a trash can. And then it's Donnie and Marie Osmond, and they put the lid on the trash can. And then now, the trash can explodes with Paul Lind in it. What the hell? They tr- the Osmonds tried to kill Paul Lind. Why aren't people talking about this? It's one of those things they're shoving under the ground. You're going to have to go to a QAnon website to find out. if uh, The truth? The truth about the <laughs> Osmonds trying to take out Paul Lind via Halloween special. Do you think people care about the Osmonds or Paul Lind? I assume most people don't even know who Paul Lind is. Currently? Correct. I, I assume more people would know who the Osmonds are, even though what? it's been a while. What age do you think you have to be where it finally kicks in that like the general public knows who Paul Lind is? Like, I would say somebody that's 35, it's rare that they would know who Paul Lind is by name. Now, would you say somebody that's 50? Yes. Like, yeah, fuck, of course Paul Lind. Yeah. What about 40? Mm. I think it's up in the air. So I'm even I'm even up in the air for 45. I think 50 is like the minimum age where you're like, yes, they will know. I think 50 makes sense. I think we just watched. Well, I mean, we watched different things because you were watching Bewitched and I was watching Hollywood Squares, but we were both watching TV Land or Game Show Network or whatever had those Fuck old. Yeah, it was Game man. Show Network. How could you not watch that stuff? I loved oh, watching old, old stuff. I used to watch like Dobie Gillis. That was way fucking old. Stupid though, because nobody knows who Dobie Gillis is I anymore. I used to watch the Waltons back in the day. You were a Walton? Did you watch... Uh, I was a Walton. Did you watch uh, Little House on the Prairie? A little bit. It wasn't really my thing though. It was on... It would be on... In the house that I was at, but... Did anybody watch Bonanza? Did your dad watch... No. Was he Dad Nanza? Dad Nanza was not a thing. Not in my house. Yeah. I never watched... There were certain shows that when they came on, it was like kryptonite. It was an immediate channel change. Oh, like MASH? MASH? Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. MASH? That's number fucking one. As soon as that music would come in, it'd be like... Because it would be around... It would be around The Simpsons usually. I don't remember where it was, but I remember it was like, oh nope. It would be on. It would be like the late night Simpsons that would air at like eleven, <laughs> and then at eleven and thirty, all of a sudden, it's Mash, yeah, and it's like, fuck that. All right, it's time to turn to Conan. <laughs> yep, Mash, but Nanza and Cheers. I would. It was an immediate channel change, and right now, I'm almost positive. Cheers is probably actually funny sometimes. Yeah, probably. But I'm almost positive MASH would still be horrible to watch and guaranteed Bonanza would be awful. I guess the movie was supposed to, that came out before it was supposed to be like much more serious. It is, yeah. It was like a real 
a drama about war times. And then, and then MASH came out, and they took the lyrics out of Suicide is Painless, the, the uh, intro theme song, so nobody knows that it's... Suicide is painless. It brings on man, it changes. But they Something kept like Radar. That. Fuck yeah, you gotta get Radar. He's got those glasses. Yeah, he had those glasses, and he wore that cap. He oh, sure yeah. did. That's classic. Oh, radar. That's Beetle Bailey break right there. Radar. Classic Radar. All right, let's radar. get back into this. Uh, so the story goes is that it's his housekeeper, it seems to be. His maid, mm-hmm. his living maid. For 15 years? Yeah, something like that. So Which... they're celebrating Halloween. For some reason, he goes with her to see her sister because, oh, because they have... She's like, I'm going to get you away from these kids. They just blew you up in a goddamn trash can. We got to get the fuck out of here. And then so they, she's like, let's go to my sister's house. And it's it's Gloomsbury Manor. Gloomsbury Manor. And uh, it, I don't know. It's very weird. So her sister, when she opens the door, she was like dressed like a witch or whatever. That's witchy poo. I looked it up. That is the witchy poo That is witchy poo. Yes. And then Paul Linda's like, she's a witch and turns around to his maid lady who is the wicked witch Ah! of the West. She's green now. And she's immediately, boom, in character as a witch. And he's like, you're witches. You're witches. Is that your Paul Lynn? (laughs) I can't do Paul. You're witches. (laughs) I love his goddamn voice. It's it's wonderful. Um, She looks great as the Wicked Witch, by the way. She still looks exactly like her. She looks pretty similar. She's aged some, but yeah, she she looks much more like Mm -hmm. her when she has the makeup on. Mm -hmm. So let's uh, let's get back into this. the special trucker. Eighteen wheeler. I want to be a trucker. Red, white, and blue. I can't cab. do his voice. And I want to drive those highways and byways. Oh yes, yeah, so the- CB at my side. I'm moving on. Why? I don't remember why this part is happening. This is happening because the whole thing is for some reason these witches they once you have a better name for witches and they're like and you're the only Paul. Or the only person who can do this, well, Paul. She's like, why didn't I wanted Paul Newman? Oh well, no, this was separate. Betty White showed up for some reason out of nowhere. Oh, that is true. Because she had won a date with the famous Paul. Wow. Oh. She wanted Paul Newman. Blah blah blah. It was she just was, for Betty White to show up. Yeah, she was disappointed that it was Paul Lynn. She was there for like three minutes, but and it had nothing left. to do with anything. But the main crux of the whole story is these witches want Paul Lynn to tell the world that witches are not as bad as you think. And in order for him to sweeten the deal, they will give him three wishes. So his first wish is what you are currently playing. That this he, is all a reason just to do these weird setups yeah. and like do these little skits that oftentimes go on way too long. This special is like weird and wild, and they do everything on it. Like it's just all over the place. And maybe six percent of it has to do with Halloween. It's very weird, <laughs> but yeah, he wants to be a tracker. Let's get back into this. Smokey the Bear, look out! Here comes the Ron Stone Trucker. The Ron Stone Trucker. Not just a trucker, but a rhinestone trucker. Rhinestone trucker. Rhinestone trucker. Because that is my name. These rhinestones are my trademark, and trucking is my game. (laughs) (laughs) It's absolutely hilarious to me. He's decked out in this magnificent white, like cowboy looking thing it's like yeah because he's a trucker so but it's like it's almost like a uh it's not a full body suit it's like a two-piece like 
Elvis outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's white rhinestone, and he's a trucker, and it is cut open like Elvis's top would be, his top, and... With red chest hair. Ew, like, thick, just, billowing... Just billowed out. Red, fake chest hair, yeah. and he, he is actually referred to as Carrot Chest. I don't know if you heard <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I did hear him later. So what's his name? Uh, it's it's Ruby. I don't remember. Big Ruby the Rhinestone Trucker. Oh, did you write that down? I wrote Big Red the Rhinestone Trucker because I thought that's what they said, but it's Big Ruby the Rhinestone Trucker. It is. It's Big Ruby the and Rhinestone. And he, not only does the chest hair, but his his eyebrows are big and thick. They're red now. He's got like a big red wig underneath. He's wearing a white hat. The whole thing is covered in white diamond right, like rhinestones. He's a rhinestone He's cowboy. He's shining, baby. He's a rhinestone trucker. It is very interesting. So the whole thing is that he starts talking to another trucker on the CB radio. They are uh, they both have to meet their lady by midnight so they can get married. Well, he and- kills the first trucker he talks to. Oh, he does. I don't remember yeah, he that. like talks him into an accident. I think, and then he's like, "Well, he's gone now." <laughs> and then Tim Conway shows up. Tim I was Conway's doing... throughout this whole thing. We only watched this. Like, we just watched this oh. and then did this. So I was also like trying to do research about it <laughs> while watching it. So I guess I did miss some things, oh, which is was... so great. I was deep in no uh, phone. Yeah, I was doing. I mean, I was at least doing research about it, but still, it's fine. You take care of the research, I'll take care of the uh, emotions. That's fine, that works. <laughs> but yeah, a rhinestone trucker. But I yeah, like that. It's, this, it's all the, just these setups <clears throat> to do these weird bits, and this bit is that Tim Conway's a trucker, he's a trucker. And that they're supposed to... They met the same girl at a diner. It turns out that they're both supposed to marry the same woman tonight at midnight. Right now. Doesn't make woman, any sense. That woman is the... Hold your hats, ladies and gentlemen. The... Pinky Tuscadero herself. It the woman is. who went on to be such a huge hit in the household name, Pinky <laughs> Tuscadero. That is definitely true. Uh, so it's really weird because Tim Conway, a truck driver, shows up first and she's like, I'm going to marry you. And there's a priest there already. And it's time to just do this. And then uh, here comes Paul Lynn, honk, honk, with his truck through the wall, <laughs> yes. of course. And it's interesting how they just like fashioned some of the bricks to the front of the... Oh, yeah. They, they attached the brick section to the front of the truck and then built the wall around to that. To fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> so it was ridiculous. So then six guys could push the truck piece from behind and just, like, knock the wall over and still be attached. God, it was ridiculous. So <clears throat> then they... It's basically just a back and forth because as soon as Paul Lynn shows up, it's, you know, hey... We're going, or Ruby. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna marry you. And then a little, a little person comes out. There we go. More midget, because, midget jokes. Because little she was like, jokes. I want you to, you know, I want the strongest guy. So I want you guys to arm wrestle. And there's a hilarious mix up of what that is supposed to be and who it's supposed to be between. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, Tim Conway. What he crushes a chair. It's all stupid. Yeah, it's dumb and fucking what's those nuts. The big Ruby, the rhinestone trucker, he crushes that <laughs> table. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And at this point, I was thinking, like, <laughs> is she just in love with the person who causes the most destruction? Because if that's the case, Big Ruby just drove a truck through the goddamn wall. He wins. 
She wants to make sure that if he hits her, that he leaves a bruise so she remembers to keep her place. Um, she needs the, the reminder. Park, she knows is, what's best for her. When she's at the trailer park. Her name's not Piggy Tuscadero. It's Black and Blue Tuscadero. Oh, my goodness. That's true. That's true. That's why you don't see her outside much. She's always inside oh, crying. Can we talk about her accent, her heavy, like, Brooklyn. If you want to. I, I don't need to. She's intense. She's like... We gotta do this every way. It's almost like Andrew Dice Clay took lessons from Pinky Tuscadero on how to talk. Maybe. Little Miss Since Dice Pinky. is not real. I think he still has that little bit of the, hey, what are you doing? Get over here. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing that happens. So, yeah, so that happens, and she wants the strongest guy, and then a little person comes out. And he is able to just physically push the truck out of the restaurant. I think he's a cook. Yeah, it's the same guy that was in the earlier parts. It's the same little person throughout. And yeah, he just, he won arms that fucking truck out of there to show. That he is the strongest. Honestly, he's not even aware of the competition at this point. He just comes out and he's mad that there's a truck in his goddamn dining room. And he just pushes it out with one arm. And that's when Pinky Tuscadero, she knows. She's like, I want this little person. And then Ruby's like, yeah, but I'm I'm the richest and pulls out a wad of oh, cash. God, I forgot that he won. And I thought the little guy won. No. Money wins. What does she say? Girls got to be practical. But what's interesting is uh, before this happened, he was like, Paul was like, you can't marry both of us. That's big of me. And she's like, that's big of you. That's big of me. And I was like, ah, oh, that's a joke. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> That's a sentence. Yeah, so when she picks him, she goes, Wooby-dooby, that's my ruby. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I wrote that God. down. Wooby-dooby, so that's, that's my ruby. So that's a Bruce Valanche line right there. Wooby-dooby, that's my ruby. I mean, I would assume so because it's so good. <laughs> you imagine lions coming out of that neck? Do you remember the lions going in that nose? <laughs> Do I said you remember? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, you think Bruce Valanche liked the snow? I mean, he looks like he enjoyed things, maybe. Do you think they Bruce Valanche and Paul Lynn had a oh, off? Like they both just sat there in a room and just back and forth sounds. going. I know. Oh, oh my goodness! And then Rob Ernie walked in and he was like, "Jesus Christ!" Oh. <laughs> Because Scarlett Johansson somehow walked in as well. Okay, so let's let's get to another little person in this because then I don't know what happened with that, but he's like he got to live out his fantasy and then he's back with the witches. He shows back up, is what it is. He pops back in. Yeah, it's just like you just pop in for a little quick different uh, life and for a minute, and then you're back. And let's get a clip of this. I am hungry. Maybe a little something to eat. Uh, something small. Speaking. Yeah. Mr. Lynn would like a bite. Oh, don't you touch me. The little person tried to bite his leg. After oh, she said something small. Sure just a little that. bite. Just all of these. I think I'll go and make a pizza. Cheesy. Like creepy. How about a little chamber? Oh, my goodness. So oh, now we're going to get to a part that's interesting well, that to nice me because we have a band. Fuck yeah, we do. So before it actually starts, one thing I think is interesting is that the band Kiss was a band. They were known, but they weren't like super known. Like they were kind of like 
stalling in their career at the time. And apparently being on this show gave them a bit of a boost. So, uh, really? yeah, <laughs> which I think is interesting. So this was a successful early kiss appearance. Imagine being a kid who's into weird stuff anyway. You're like, I'm going to watch the Paul Ann Halloween special. And you see kiss. You'd love it. I would have loved it. I would have been into Kiss if I was. Well, it's pyrotechnic city. There's lots of fire. There's lots of stuff happening. So now we're getting into uh, some Detroit Rock City from Kiss. I'm gonna let this play because you got a kitty cat. You you know the the actual characters, right? Well, this is what I call them. There's the demon, the star child, the kitty cat, and uh, Space Ace. Paul Stanley, you know who Paul Stanley is. He's the lead. Paul Stanley. Gene Simmons, that's the demon. See, watch Gene Simmons, just crazy aerobic stuff that I had no idea. Like in the 70s, I never even thought about him being agile. I just think of him some weird fuck now. Some asshole that yeah. for some reason well, women want to have sex with. I'm sure he was an asshole then, too, but I can't imagine him having any dexterity. <laughs> I'm sure he has always been an asshole from the stories I've heard. I've never really heard many stories about Gene Simmons being a cool guy. I've heard, I have and I haven't. You know, I think he's one of those guys. He's probably like John Taffer, uh-huh. where, which surprisingly, he does kind of look like John Taffer. But if you give him respect, I think he'll like be like, yeah, yeah. You like want to work with you, but if you're a schmuck, you're I think schmuck. he'll be like, get the fuck out of my face. See, he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do that stuff. So if you do it, it like annoys him. That's why Space Ace got kicked out. He was all fucked up all the time. Ace was wild. Yeah. I think that's interesting here, but cheesy, that they have these, like, kiss transitions that happen. These that, like, go in front of the screen. And then now they do this effect, ugh, where they just spin the camera. Just take the picture and rotate it. 360 degrees and it's nauseating. It's horrible. And it, there was the kiss thing, the transition, but it, uh, it's, it's not enjoyable to watch. It's not, and they only do it because they think that, like, oh wait, we need to spice this up. They're just, they're just playing guitars right now. There's nothing going on. Spice it up. Yeah, you do not need to just flip it. You didn't. You just needed to cut to fucking Gene Simmons doing something weird. Cut to the drummer for a second. We don't need, a 10 second shot of Paul Stanley with the screen rotating 360 degrees for all 10 seconds. Horrible. It makes you want to puke. And have you, as I'm getting older, are you getting nauseated easier? Uh huh. I went over. Oh, yeah. I've been taking those back roads because I was watching Adam's dog. Yeah. And I've been going over hills that I haven't gone over in a long time. And it's been making me nauseous, whereas I used to love it. And now I'm like, can I? I can't ride roller coasters, can I? I think roller coasters would be harder unless it's just something that travels in a certain direction. I have to take like Dramamines what to enjoy a roller coaster. That's true. Um, what's the one that just like goes back and forth? Uh, back and forth. Where you like strap in and you're facing, like people are facing you. Oh. And you just like kind of drop back and face forth. Face off? Is that not that It used that to be called sense. face off. I don't think it's called something like Thunderhawk or something like that. Okay. Or you, 
you, you, it like pulls you, you backwards. Yeah, or forwards. Or, and then it just keeps going back and forth, yeah. and it's just like you just drop a lot. Yeah, and you go the one way, and then you come back the other way, and it's over. Yeah, it used to be called Face Off, but that's when it was Paramount Kings Island, so they had movie mm-hmm. things with it. So that was the Face Off ride. It was cool as shit when it was Paramount Kings Island. Fuck yeah. When we were kids, because it was oh. this whole like. Hollywood type thing, There's but you movie had like posters everywhere, movie stuff and songs, and like it was just so uh, it the, was so pop culture and the oriented. Thing, the thing I took for granted as a kid, and now I would love to walk through it that little garden area where the car from Wayne's World was. Oh, yeah, I would always go see the Wayne's World car because I loved Wayne's World, but there was other stuff in there, and I never cared. And I was like, Yeah, this is some old person thing, let's go ride the Scrambler. Uh, but now I'd be like. Let's go walk through the garden. The scrambler. <laughs> That's probably not something I could do as well as an adult because that just like kind of jerks you back and forth. You're just going. It's all designed to make you sick. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that so, that an actual roller coaster that has a destination and a place to go because it's a short time frame and it's not that bad. But when it just spins. But if it's just something that spins, yeah, like the scrambler. Yeah. Not Fuck good. that. I don't think I can enjoy something like that as much. Not good. And you're just physically slamming into people. Yeah. Did you love the Kiss performance, Michelle? <laughs> We're never going to do an episode on Kiss unless someone brings us a Kiss album. That is a guess. Yeah, that would. You be don't it. like Kiss, right? No, no Kiss not song, not me. even one. Not that I mean, Detroit Rock City is okay. I like Detroit Rock City, but I yeah, there's nothing that I'm really I I, I wouldn't be like yeah, I'll play that Kiss song. Yeah, play that Kiss song. That's not for me. Um, so there goes Michelle again asking us to play a Kiss song. And, okay, so since you were paying more attention to the yes. details of the show, yes, there's another skit where he is like this, like was it like an Egyptian sort of like he wants to be. He said. To the ladies, I'd rather be in a desert. And then they said, oh. He said, I, I wish I was in a desert. And they said, oh, wait, before you do it, can I add that I am a very rich sheik who's an incredible lover. <laughs> and that was the next premise. And so now we're whisked away to a supposed desert, basically into a, a tent, which should have been a harem, I guess. With uh, Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson shows up, and it's 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 odd because I think the acting is horrible. I think horrible? it's a terrible skit. Yes, but he gets to like make out with Florence Henderson three times in it. Three times. Uh, he enjoyed it zero times. <laughs> uh, I bet he just enjoyed. Uh, I, I bet he. I, I bet he didn't hate it because it was still like being like physical and like whatever like he's probably someone who would just kiss people on the mouth anyway oh like an andy dick yeah or like <laughs> like a richard dawson like i think people oh, were okay. just some yeah. people were just more like how they give people like people like joe biden shit i don't think it's malicious i think some people were just more touchy-feely yeah like that's just how it how was. was it was just more normal and then we started being like hey that makes me uncomfortable <laughs> please don't touch me <laughs> so yeah, this whole <clears throat> setup is horrible. It's so stupid. He's just a sheik who's kidnapped a lady to force her to fall in love with him. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Beautiful. Sorry, you're, you can keep talking, but Florence what Henderson, is this? this is after that happens. I, I mean, it was like I said, it was basically just a makeout was, session. Yeah, it was stupid, and then they move on. They yeah. come back and do a song, and then Florence Henderson is back as a singer. So that's what I was just going to kind of play this in the background a little bit. 
But I'll bring this a little more to the forefront because we don't even need to talk about the skit. Really, it was stupid. No, it was bad. There are multiple skits that we're not really going to go into that much because they were just not good. She sounds when she sings like she does when she talks, but like weirder. Yeah. I am not a fan of Florence Henderson singing. I am not either. For some reason, I've had this weird sensation where it felt like it was off key, but I don't think it was, but it felt like it was, but it wasn't. I don't think she's a very good singer. I think she's just selling it with her smile and her charisma. And the fact that she is Florence Henderson, which is the charisma, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Greg Brady wanted to fuck her. They did. They did? They, they fooled around? They did go on a date or something. I think they may have hooked up. I thought that was that thing where they went on... He thought it was a date, but she just went on to dinner with him. And like, in his eyes, it was a date. She had no idea. Yeah, but I think that they could have... Pretend- I, I think I read something where they did actually go on a date or something, but I could be wrong. I may be misconstruing it, but... I want to think that Greg Brady fucked her. All of that aside, she's not a good singer in my no. eyes or this, my ears. This song is horribly cheesy. It's that real, like, big, vib- uh, vibrant 70s sound. Oh, yeah. This is very 70s. Ugh. Were women still sang with this? White women? Yeah, yeah. You don't like, have nobody's, s- nobody does that anymore. You're not like... And even white women don't go. It's like something Conan would do. It is. It is. Alright, I wanted to play this joke after this. Okay. I wrote it down. Play right. joke with witches after song. It's the moment I've been waiting for. What's that? Kiss. <laughs> oh, Mr. Lynn. So sudden. <laughs> Ding dong, the witch has flipped. <laughs> Mr. Lynn, we've been talking to Kiss. What is number one with the bullet? Is that like when they say, a blast from the past or a golden oldie? No, you're a blast from the past. <laughs> and you're a golden oldie. <laughs> and they're number one with a bullet. At least their new record is. It's called Beth. You two will love it because Beth is a monster <laughs> of a hit. <laughs> So explain this Beth thing that you explained to me earlier. I did not see Beth coming up on this Halloween special for kids. No, this is odd. This is the kitty cat. This song is not something I'm a fan of. This is Peter Chris who plays the kitty cat. But what's really interesting is, I mean, I don't know why this is surprising to anyone because cats are known for walking across pianos and playing them. (laughs) So it makes sense that this kitty cat has has this little uh, piano song. song. Uh Wrote himself a song. That's a yeah, good this kitty was like cat. A, this was like a B-side on a single they put out. At least from what I remember being told. This was like on a, a B-side of a single that was put out, and the radio station played the B-side, and it was a big fucking hit. So Peter Chris, the kitty cat, had this big hit out of nowhere. It was like, oh, wow, the drummer from Kiss has this huge fucking hit. This ballad? Yeah, because it's, it's just him. It's not like... This is rough like, stuff for me. This was huge. This might have been... Kiss is one of Kiss's biggest songs. Hey, I, I, it's not rock and roll all night or whatever the shit that song's called. I, I'm pretty sure that is probably number one, but yeah. I'm saying this was up there. This was at least chart-wise. Something can chart higher, but you might know something else more. You know? 
I'm sure this charted higher than Detroit Rock City, but you know Detroit Rock City. Oh, this was huge. (laughs) And it's funny because you're supposed to take it seriously while this man is wearing like leather and shiny things and has makeup like a kitty cat with a silver nose. And then Kiss, the rest of Kiss walks out. Like they're Cenobites from Hellraiser. They're just joining. Yeah, they're joining to torture. Oh. And what's interesting is that, I mean, we didn't expect a second Kiss song, that's for sure. No. But it's not even over. They're getting ready to do another Kiss song, which is crazy. I I don't know why Kiss got so much. Maybe because we can... It's a quick four minutes. They're like, hey, we saw 12 minutes of fucking Phil. Have Kiss do three songs. Well, their people, like the people from the show contacted Kiss from what I read, and Kiss turned it down the first time. And then they explained the concept of what they were doing with the show, and they were like, okay, we like that idea. So it took some convincing. Oh, I love a good religious group. Hey, guys, we were hoping you could uh, come do a performance of the show. It's a Paul Lynn Halloween special. It doesn't doesn't sound like our bag. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. The premise is he has a housekeeper who then kidnaps him to her sister's house and and grants him wishes. And some of those wishes, by the end of it, are that you perform. You know what? Now that you've explained it, sign us up! Did he wish for a kiss? Is that why this is happening? I don't know. Wh- I don't know why he wants Kiss to perform with him. Because at first he's terrified of him when they first come out. Yeah, he was scared. Immediately, if not sooner. But it's the old ladies, the old witches, who are like, "Yo, oh, this is my shit." Kiss. Do you think that any of the old ladies actually do? We're no. like, man, I do like this stuff. No. <laughs> I mean, this was like shock rock. This is. Parents were saying stuff like Night and Satan's Service about this band. Kitty Cat, oh yeah. Cut to now where bands literally get people to look like they're crucified and are naked and then put (laughs) pig heads on sticks on the front of the stage. Impaled pigs. And have pentagrams everywhere. But this was what was satanic in the 70s. I don't know this song. These I've never heard either. this song in my life. By the way, like you said, I have no idea where we were going to get a third Kiss song, crazy. But I've never fucking heard this song. But I am not a huge Kiss guy at all. I'm not even a small Kiss guy. I don't like this the sound. It's just not my style of rock. There are many different styles of rock music, yeah. as we've talked about many times on this podcast. And this is this big, like, arena rock, 70s arena type shit. No, thank you. It's almost like a glam rock precursor. It really is, with all these pyrotechnics. I mean, they have huge shows. Like, people are into it. That's fine. It's just not my sound. Yeah, it's not mine either. I do like some songs, like I said, Detroit Rock City. When they're actually more rock and not so glammy, I tend to like it. Yeah. But not when it seems like... They only wrote this song to make a girl in the front row take her top off. That's when I don't give a shit. And there's Gene Simmons blowing some fire. Yeah. And then there's not a whole lot left of this. No. But we do get this classic song yeah, here. Let it play, baby. Uh, this is a disco baby song. 
You Which, gotta, we gotta hear Paul in singing this because it is great. And we get Pinky Tuscadero singing in this too. I bet I'm having a better time than you are. Here comes Pinky. Uh, do you think you could well, she's here. do that? I don't know. Give me a little whistle. She's the pinky and he's the stinky. <laughs> It's like one step away from Fran Drescher. He definitely had his own style. So all I thought about was a penis during the song. Move it in, move it out, move it in. And then Kiss is still there for some reason. No, they're just like hanging out in the balcony, standing there like staring at people. I think Gene Simmons is holding up like the horns. (laughs) I couldn't tell what that was. But everyone's out. Lawrence Henderson has joined. Everybody's out. They're saying disco, baby. Shake it, shake it, shake it. Oh, yeah. Disco, baby. So that is the Paul Lynn special, right? Uh, well, there's something else that happened here. Because there is an ending. Well, he thanks everybody. And... Yeah, but he says something. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, he does say his goodbyes and he thinks it. But he, call, he says, if you see little monsters. And I just made a note that Lady Gaga owes Paul in some fucking money. Absolutely, you're right. Because she used, not saying that no one else in the history of the world has ever used little monsters before, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Lady Gaga owes some royalties to the Paul Lynn estate. Lady Gaga But yeah, that's it. Cool. I'm used to our regular podcast. Do you have questions? Um, I don't. I had a suggestion for something. I don't know if you're going to like it. Okay. Please. I, I this week, not Kent's episode since that will be the regular episode Correct. this week. But I think we should do a rating system this week. Ah. Out of 10 pumpkins. Oh, you don't want to do like spooky cats or like Okay, I like that. Ghouls. I'm or... up for interpretations. Um, let's see. Could, could Even it... really dumb ones. Well, I'm I mean, could it be like 10 pollens? I'm thinking it should maybe be not I pumpkins is too simple. So I'm thinking like out of ten Freddy gloves or something, I don't or like take that because that's being not currently used. But well, and we're not—I mean, we're not technically doing any of those. We're not doing movies. Ten, we're doing TV specials. Ten severed penises. Uh, I don't like this. <laughs> Let's just do out of ten scaredy cats. I like it. Ten scaredy cats. I do like it. Okay, out of ten this... scaredy cats, Sam. What do you give the Paul and Halloween special? And I would like f- for the person to explain why they've given this rating at the end. Okay. I am giving the Paul Lynn Halloween special from 1976, you said? Yes. From 1976, I am giving this... Eight out of ten scaredy cats. Oh my goodness. 
Obviously, it's really cheesy. Obviously, you know, it's really like the jokes are really terrible sometimes. But it was fucking entertaining the whole time. It was very I was smiling the whole time. It was exactly what I wanted. I got all the pollen I wanted. You get all the, all that. I get some kiss. I just, it was a good time. There were definitely surprises in it for me because I, like I said, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that kiss was even like a thing, especially as big of a thing that they ended up being. Like it really, it makes sense that this helped boost their stalled career because there was a lot of kiss in this. And then Kiss Alive comes out and it's fucking over. Whew. By that I mean they're giants. What are you giving so the rating out of I, ten scared? I cats? do want to tell everyone that this is the only like variety show special. Like it's not gonna be like this the whole time. Okay, yeah. It, it is gonna be different like TV specials, uh TV episodes. Um, that they just had on the show, or if they, if it was, you know, like how like Charlie Brown or like things like that, they'd have specials for every season. We do have some things like that. Uh, we just have a whole array of hooray of things over the next week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to compare these to give them scaredy cat things. Um, because oh, by, it's not like it's about being scared or anything. By the, by the fifth one, you're going to be like, well, I wasn't good as, as good as this, and then the Paul Lynn one made me laugh, but this one did this, so I got to give it a four, I guess. Yeah. Can I go back and make the Paul Lynn a ten? <laughs> it'll be, it's interesting. But I'm I'm going to go, I think I'm, I'm uh, I love Paul Lynn so much. I named a cat after him. Yes, our cat's name <laughs> is Paul Lynn. So, I mean, I, I think that he is just wonderful, um, but I think that ch- the special itself was cheesy and a lot of the skits and things were not good or funny. <laughs> True. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it six. Six. I'm going to give it. I think, s- can I knock it down to a seven? Because you brought up the skits and I was like, oh yeah, they were really bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, are you keeping track of these? Yeah, I am okay. going to keep track of these. Great. So I'm, I'm giving the pollen special six scaredy cats. And I got seven scaredy cats. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, well, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Do and we know what's next? Or do you not have your calendar? I, I don't have it in front of me, but these are just going to be standalone episodes. Okay. Uh, I already have the order picked, but I'm not going to say at the end because it's not like you're going to have a week. There's going to be another episode tomorrow. So yeah. you don't need to be forewarned. We'll just see you again tomorrow. I think that that's fair, right? I guess. Make it a surprise. Yeah, a little surprise for everybody every day, because nobody expected us to do something like this, I would think. uh, Happy Halloween, everybody. This is exciting to do a whole week. Yeah. Uh, This is new for us. We're trying to do fun things. Yeah. Uh, So tune in for whatever the next one is. Yeah, we will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy Halloween, Disco Baby! Sing it, sing it! Disco Baby!